While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, Chris is out today. He'll be back Monday. I know what you're saying. Hey, Marcus, you said on Wednesday he'd be back Thursday. And you said on Thursday he'd be back Friday. And to that I have to say, um, I'm serious this time. He'll be back Monday. (laughs) It's not my fault that you couldn't understand my very um, deft uh, sarcasm. No, seriously, he's fine. He'll be back Monday. Uh, looking forward to talking with him then. But for now, you just got me, uh, and I've got you at 508-996-0500. I see we've got people on the line. We will get to you in a second if you're on the line. A couple of, uh, couple of things with respect to housekeeping. One, most importantly, our podcast is finally up on the website. It'll get up to the, those other uh, platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of that, and Google Podcasts and Podbean. It'll get all. It'll get on those podcasts uh, sometime. I think in the next week or so. But it's our South Coast Tonight podcast. Every hour that we've had up until now is available on the WBSM app and on the website on WBSM.com so you can listen to if you missed the interview with Will Senat to talk about when he was talking about the fishing industry if you missed, uh, missed the interview with uh, Paul Haru, Mayor of Attleboro who's running to be Bristol County Sheriff you can catch those uh, you can listen to them now at any time uh, that you want you know after this show listen to this show first and give me a call at 508-996-0500 we'll also be taking your messages on the wbsm app chat we've gotten a lot of good app chats in like i said if you're going to be mean be creative and i'll read it on the air or be nice being nice is preferable but if you send me something and i like it i'll read it on the air uh if you send me something that's informational uh if you want to cor- try to correct me on something which i'm fine with uh you can send it to me um on the WBSM app chat, you go to the app and you go to messages and you can message me directly. So um, we've got Jess Machado who's going to join us at 830 uh, of the Jess Machado show. She's the one who took uh, she's the host who took my uh, old uh, slot Saturday afternoons. And I think she's uh, off to a pretty hot start. So we'll talk to her at 830. She'll preview what she's got going on tomorrow. Uh, I see a call on the line. We'll, we'll take it at 508-996-0500. We'll be taking your calls uh, throughout the evening as well well hey good evening thanks for holding hi hey hi i was curious about um whether or not you'd find the joe biden presidency to be um investing into such infrastructure as um fuel refinery plants rather than um importing this fuel from Russia or Saudi Arabia, which are these awful countries, which are doing awful things to other people. I mean, aren't we doing or, awful things to other people, too? What's that? We're doing awful things to other people as well. I oh, think. 100% um, yeah. in certain areas. But we have certain regulations in place where we can uh, we can call out our country and, uh, <laughs> and put checks and balances on these certain things. But um, we're, we're importing 
solar panels from Southeast Asian countries that are actually coming from China that are produced from um, coal refineries, which are causing more 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 issues to the uh, the climate than we would be causing if we were just burning our own natural gases. Well, isn't the idea that, you know, if we can get solar panels up and those can generate electricity, ultimately we're going to um, burn less, you know, we're going to release less emissions into the, uh, into the atmosphere uh, in the long term? But if we're burning coal to build these solar panels, that just because our global, uh, our, uh, our global footprint on these global emissions are less than the United States doesn't mean that they're they're less on a worldwide scale. Okay, so what's your what's your question? What do you think that we should be building refineries in the United States to actually use the fuel that we have in the United States rather than support Russia, Russia's uh, oil? Uh, I think the problem is that we're not supporting Russia, right? But. We're buying fuel from countries like India, who are buying fuel from Russia, yeah. who's making billions of dollars off their fuel exports. It sounds like this is a better argument for more alternative energy, right? We wouldn't have to deal with probably some of these nasty countries if we, um, if we, uh, if we, if we invested more in alternative energy. In terms of our refineries, I believe alternative, we're alternative energy, such as what? Well. Again, this isn't enough to fuel an electrical grid. I, I understand that, but you know, wind, solar, etc. No, no. I just want to know alternative alternative energy, such as what? Right. If we're doing solar panels that are being produced by China, who's producing them at a cheap rate by burning coal, which affects the atmosphere worse than burning actual fuel. Right. What's the solution? Is that is that better? Because the carbon footprint in the United States is less by importing the solar panels even though it's worse for the world but if our if our carbon footprint is less aren't we doing our job uh, if our if our carbon footprint is less at a cost for the carbon footprint for the world is more that doesn't make sense the emissions from china making these these this particular product which you're saying is made is it made exclusively in China or to the level that it's made majority in China? Of, majority of the solar panels that okay. are being made in China, they're trying to produce, produce them cheaply at a, at a fast rate. And by doing so, they're burning coal to produce these solar panels. And then they're sending them to southern Asian countries due to tariffs that we have in the United States and then importing them into the United States. And that's costing the the, the world um, these carbon emissions. It, it, it's higher carbon emissions for the world. It's destroying the atmosphere at a higher rate than if we burned fuel in the United States to produce this energy that would be produced by the solar panels that are built in China. But is it just that, that we're building the solar panels in a place that has a higher footprint, or can we build the solar panels elsewhere? Would that be a resolution? Could we build these solar panels in a better way at a at probably a more expensive rate yeah. without burning coal emissions? That would be the better solution, but yes. we're not doing that. Well, we and, should. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree. But we're not doing that. And then we're ignoring the fact that we could produce fuel in the United States 
and build these refineries that would save us these issues of having to import these solar panels that that are producing these carbon emissions at a higher rate. Would the environmental impact of the refineries also be bad? Would they be less than burning coal to build... I don't know. I mean, where are these refineries? Where are these refineries? Where are they being built? No, where are the refineries that you want? You said you want to you want to drill our domestic supply of oil. Where are the refineries? Where where are they being built? Like where are the refi- Where are we going to be drilling exactly? Well, we have uh, plenty of uh, fuel and natural resources in um, in areas like Texas where we could actually produce jobs for uh, for Americans. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's globalization, outsourcing. That's all a big problem. I agree. Um, I don't know if. You know, I think moving all of this, you know, the, the high cost of fuel, um, the environmental impacts of it, all of this seems like, a, you know, uh, a good reason to try to get out of it. And I think one of the ways is get it, getting out of it is trying, I guess, having to incur these these high costs um, in terms of it being, you know, made in China, the solar panels we made in China and all that new and fairly new information for me. Um, I don't really know much about it, uh, to be honest with you. I know solar. I know I have solar personally at my house. It's, but and it's it is cheaper for me now for sure. Um, the electric, uh, the electricity in my house is cheaper, and I'd wonder if like long term that's a more sustainable way of generating power using the natural resources like the sun instead of digging well, think, from the ground. I believe solar is a great because the solution. sun is the sun but, is infinite, but. right? Yeah, I mean, oh, and and the, and if you're, uh, fossil if you're fuels coal, finite. If you if you're burning coal to produce these solar powered uh, these uh, oh my I can't think of the word off the top of my head um, these solar panels, then you're creating more more of a risk to the atmosphere than you would be if you were burning fuel. And then you see countries like Germany that are moving uh, against nuclear energy to burn coal again. Rather yeah. than moving towards nuclear energy, it doesn't make sense. Right, and nuclear then, energy is supposed to be cleaner. We're reliant right? to a country that we're, we're ostensibly at war with, like Russia, because we're not getting our energy from yeah. from their from their pipelines, and they're burning coal. They're burning coal to produce their energy, rather than um, having this renewable resources, clean resource that is nuclear power, because of these old school ideas of it being bad energy right we've moved forward we've moved forward it's like the car we've moved forward the car's much more safe than it has ever been and so is nuclear energy right but there's this stigma against nuclear energy and i'm worried about that no i agree yeah i know that nuclear nuclear energy especially for people who want to be more environmentally conscious conscious like you said we've been more careful with the way that with with the way that it's been handled um, you know, it's unlikely to get, we're going to get another Chernobyl or Japan situation, right? And, uh, the back have failed. yeah, I, 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 hey man, I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you. There's this, um, there's these talks about these new nuclear facilities where they could ostensibly build these facilities around these, uh, uh, nuclear, I, I don't know the word, the, the nuclear energy sources where they'd be encased. And when when we were done with them, when we could get all the energy we could get out of it after ten years, they'd be completely encased and just leave them there, and they wouldn't bleed out. There'd be no risk after that. But nobody wants to believe that. Right. It's 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 such a weird thing to me. 
It's it's like hunting, where people don't see that hunting preserves the the environment rather than detracting from it. Right. People don't see that. Hey, man, I've definitely learned something today by talking to you, and I appreciate the, the conversation. I think it was a really fascinating way to start off the show. Do you have any more questions or comments? No, sir. I had a great time talking to you. It was great back and forth. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You generated some calls. I very much appreciate that. So have a good have a good evening. Have a good evening, sir. Um, 508-996-0500. I see you guys on the line. Let's take the calls. Hey, good evening. Thanks for holding. Hey, good evening, Marcus. Hey, Chuck. How you doing? Happy weekend. Thanks. Um the argument on the solar panels from China, I, I think that's fake news. Did Donald Trump bring all the manufacturing back to the United States? Um, no, he didn't. You're right. No, he didn't. He didn't bring anything back. What, you know, what a lie. I never thought I'd live long enough to see that the lie is more important than the truth. Yeah. Well, what are you saying, that, that it's not the, the majority of solar panels aren't being made in China? Because I'm pretty sure that's true. I, I'm sure it is, too. Yeah. It, which is, an, uh, like I said, another example that none of this manufacturing was brought back to America. Right. Well, look at all the problems we're having with computer chips, because nothing is built in America. Yeah, we don't make, we don't make anything anymore. It's true. No. Why, we saw all those ships off of the Long Beach in San Diego, the western ports. I thought we stopped importing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lie for you. But the flaw in the caller's argument is if you burn a certain amount of coal to make one solar panel, that solar panel will produce energy for years, whereas you will have to burn more and more oil over the years. Right. So it's not this, I don't even know what to call it, energy equivalence. I think you hit the nail right on the head. You know, if we had treated climate change more seriously, uh, but you were going to be interfering with the big money, and that cannot be allowed. Um, well, yeah, we like I said, I think the other, the other thing is the, the, the other thing is I think that the sun, the, the important thing is the sun is, is infinite, you know, uh, technically it isn't right, but it, it, it is as long as we're around well, five, and, four, five billion more years. Yeah. A couple. Yeah, exactly. Give or take. And, and the, um, fossil fuels, natural, um, natural gas and all that, that's not necessarily, um, that's, that's more finite, you know, um, and I'm tired of hearing people say, well, if we build more refineries, who's we? The government doesn't build refineries. The government doesn't drill for oil. This is the private sector. And they have, right, I think what Chevron said several weeks ago, they have no intention of building any more refineries. Right. Yay. If they can jack up the price of for the same oil, why wouldn't they? Yeah, no, I agree. You know, um, oh, by the way, it makes it interesting to know that the price of gas is, and other fuels is coming down slowly. Yeah. You know, it always goes up quick. It's, it's, dropped, about, it's dropped about 40 cents, right, yeah. in the last, like, couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. still bad, right? Like, it's, it's still, still bad, like, yeah. but I thought there was an oil shortage. Right. No, that was speculation. 
and it's handmade and manipulation. Yeah. And last but not least, Joe Manchin. Oh, yeah. The, the coal baron who lives on a yacht. And drives a Maserati. Right. But yeah. Shame on the Democratic Party for tolerating that. Well, that's the thing. The, 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 everything, that get, can't, everything that can't get done, they blame on Joe Manchin. But I'm like, that's a that's a fundamental failure in the way your party was made. If you if your spectrum is, let's say, like you know, someone like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, to Joe Manchin, and Joe Manchin's keeping everything from like happening, then that's a fun. That then you you've failed. As a party, you know, everything that you want to get, everything that you want to make happen can't happen because of this one guy that you can't whip. If you can't whip one guy in your caucus, that's it. That's that's your fault. Well, right. It's also the issue that and stop listening to the right wing. They're not exactly Christian moralists. And I say that with great venom, phony Christians. Uh, but seriously, um, the progressives are so evil. If they were so evil. People like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, AOC et al. would be going to Joe uh, Biden when he gets back and say, we've had it with you. We're going to get a replacement for you. We've had it. We're going to appeal to the real American out there. I think that's the problem is that they're too nice, honestly. Uh, I agree with you. The Republican Party, you know, they say, how did the Republican Party become Trump? There was actually... uh, a Republican activist, Stuart Stevens, who wrote a book, How the Republican Party Became Trump, How We Lied to You. But this was coming on. Trump is the logical progression from Nixon of the duty tricks game. Well, well, and the other thing is, is it doesn't matter who's in the really who's in the White House for them. The Republicans have party discipline. Um, the Democrats don't. Well, more than that is, I'm going to make some predictions. I'm going to be the great Karnak, uh, like a swami up of the cards up to my head. Number two, when Trump gets elected in 2024, or not. Because I think that's where our democratic republic will end. Mm. And I'm not laughing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. It's the idiots who don't want to see what's happening right in front of them that will, in the end, sell out our government. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think Joe Biden being reelected either is going to save the, um, kind of save the, the, the republic, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, but what I mean is, literally, we're going to see stealing of an election right in our faces. Oh, probably. I mean, because we've they have gotten bolder and bolder and yeah, bolder. We've already... And what happens if a hundred thousand Trumpkins show up in Washington with their AR-15s? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we've already seen the stealing a stealing of an election right in front of our face twenty years ago. But hey, Chuck, thanks for the call. Thank I appreciate it. Thank you. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's go back to the phones. We've got one line open. Hey, good evening. Thanks for holding. Are you speaking to me? I am. Okay. I have like three things to say to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, actually. The first, I've never called before. Uh, however, um, <clears throat> after following that guy, you know, I have to ask you, what did Joe Biden do on his first day in office? What, what message did he send to the oil companies? You know, I just, you don't even have to answer. My, my more uh, <laughs> bigger problem is I have solar. And you know how long my solar's been out? March 27th. 
because of an inverter. I cannot get in a new inverter. The company cannot come here to get me a new inverter. So I have solar panels on my house that are doing nothing. You know? Yeah, it's terrible. So, no kidding, it's terrible. Tell me about it. I gotta pay the electric bill, guy. Right. But, but you know, Joe Biden, what he did the first day in office, and I don't see how how you don't see that. I just don't understand. What did he? What did he do? What specifically what did, did he do? You tell me. What did he do? He attacked the oil industry, dog. Uh, he. And oh what no. Did he say when he was running, what did he say when he was running? about fossil fuels. I will eliminate fossil fuels. So that the last guy that called, talking about Chevron and all this, if the government is telling you, I want to eliminate fossil fuels, why would you invest any money? You know, these people are not stupid, and they're going to invest billions. And, and you know, look where we are now. And, and things are only going to get worse. And I did hear you say to the last caller that, you, you, you know, about your faith in Joe Biden. Uh, well, it's, it's, really, it's really anybody, Do to be honest with you. It's gonna, not... Let me ask you a question. Do you think he's going to make it to 2024? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about other people. Oh, I don't know. That's a couple. I asked you a question. I don't know. Do you think he's going to make it? I don't know. I don't know. I would say, yeah, I'd say if I had to choose, yes, I think he'll make it to 2024. But and, and do you think he'll run again? I think he's been saying he's going to run again. He, you know, his, his staff is leaking that, uh, well, that, that he's upset. He's upset that um, he's upset that he people are even talking about him not running, running again. He's upset. He ought to be upset about the monies that Hunter Biden received from the... Uh, you know, he had oh, okay. You know what? Who over, ca- Honestly, who cares? I, I didn't see you guys. Over 150 nah. SRS or whatever it is. You know, and there was nothing done about it. I didn't see. I didn't see any. I didn't see any Republicans complaining when Ivana, uh, uh, when Ivanka Trump went to China and secured patents in China on her products while she was working for the White House, or when Eric, uh, or when Eric okay. and Don Jr. went I to India to sell condos. Yeah, when. The 150-something, I believe it's SARs, I might be mistaken, but we can't even access them from the uh, DOJ at the moment. He's been red. There was a man the other day said if there was five red flags, that would be huge. We're talking over 150. And, and, you know, you just, I don't know if you're blind. I don't think you're stupid. Thanks. You know? But I just don't get it why you just do not see the connection from this laptop to Joe Biden. And maybe that's why we're compromised and with China and everything else. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand your position. I just don't think the laptop is anything that's like particularly corrupt when you consider all, all the other stuff that other presidents have done in the past. It's just really? like it's just like sensationalism. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, it is. God, it's just sensationalism. God. That's oh what it my is. God. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! You've gotta be kidding me! Like you I said, think the laptop is huge. Like I said, what's the difference between what's the difference? Else, all the other hey. Why did he? Why did he leave a voicemail saying, "I think you're in the clear"? Yeah. Again, what's the difference between the stuff Hunter Biden was doing, the stuff Trump's kids were doing while he was president? What were Trump's 
kids doing? You tell me. Ivanka right Trump now. went to China. To, went to China Ivanka while she Trump was working. Went to China. What did she do? Okay, so I'm talking. Uh, Ivanka Trump went to China to secure patents on her uh, on on products on her company while she worked for the White House. Right. Uh, Eric and Don Jr. went to uh, India to sell a billion dollars worth of condos. A billion dollars worth of condos. Using the president's name and image, saying the president, you know, Trump, because I guess Trump is friend, you know, Trump's friends with Modi over there, and he's, I think, particularly popular in some places there. So they sold, they went to sell over a billion dollars worth of condos while Donald Trump was president, right? While Donald Trump was president, and specifically marketing Donald Trump as president to sell those using the office of the president to profit over a billion dollars in real estate sales. I don't see the difference. So I don't see the difference between what Hunter Biden's doing and or what Hunter Biden might have done using using their father's power and influence to enrich themselves, which again is wrong, but everybody oh else does God. it. But what did you say about Ivanka? She had a brand. She was. She had a brand, and then she used the power of the office to to, to corner the market on it. And then you said they were going to sell condos or whatever. That that is. Don't you find that a stark difference than having your son who is just? I think the stark. I think this for for cocaine. I was speaking. I'm sorry. He is. You know who's. uh, Obviously, we know now how big of a drug addict he is. And he was put on this charisma and so forth and so on. All the things that, and what about the deal with China? The billion dollar deal with China that Hunter Biden was involved in. Yeah, like I said, and, and you people. Know, so to me, my friend, you're comparing apple, apples to oranges in a big way. Uh, because at least the Trumps had some interest at least, in what they were doing. Oh, give, me, give me a break. Thanks for the call. The difference is you like one, you don't like the other. The difference is you like one, you don't like the other. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, thanks for the call, I appreciate it. The fact of the matter is that Donald Trump's kids use the power of his office to enrich themselves, just like Hunter Biden did, just like a lot of kids of famous uh, or wealthy peop- wealthy politicians do. It's a thing that happens. It's not a good thing. It shouldn't happen. But you're only mad about Hunter Biden because you don't like his dad. Right. You're only mad about Hunter Biden, not about the Trump's kids. Ivanka going to China and securing patents on her products in China. So cornering the market on her brand while working for the president of the United States. Talking to the president of China. That's again, same thing. Going to another country, using the using the influence of your father, power and influence of your father's office to enrich yourself. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. I think the only difference is you like one guy, you don't necessarily like the other. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Yeah, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? All right. Yeah, this um, Joe Biden is obviously a failure, and it kind of put um, gasoline into the Donald Trump fire, meaning that all of a sudden everybody is looking back at the Trump presidency is things are really good, which they actually were better, but they're acting like Trump did it all and Trump made this great and that great and Trump walks on water and can turn the water in the wine. I mean, they have Trump, what you call Trump coops out there and they, yeah. I don't know, they, they just go on and on and on how great Trump is. Yeah. I don't think Trump is the greatest, even close to being the greatest president. 
Do not. I think he's better than Joe Biden? Yeah, absolutely. If I had a choice, Biden or Trump, I'd vote for Trump. Okay. But we're at a point in time right now where this country is in serious trouble, and they need a serious candidate to run for president. Smart, has military experience, and it's going to work on getting us out of this mess. And it's going to take more than a president to do that, too. Do you have anybody in mind? No, you have to wait for somebody to come out of the woodwork. That's usually what happens, but it doesn't. It doesn't always happen. But uh, sometimes somebody comes out of the woodwork. Um, and as far as your, your Democrats and your Republicans in the Senate and Congress, they need to clean them out. Yeah, the good well, ones to clean them out, like Pelosi's yeah. got to go, Mitch McConnell's got to go, yeah, of Kuma, uh, Lindsey Graham. They, they all need to go. Yeah, no, of course. It's just that's that's the way it is. I think ni- like ninety percent of Congress gets reelected. So yeah, they gerrymander. What do they call it? Gerrymander. Yeah, they gerrymander the districts. Uh, Republicans in particular have been good at that. That in twenty ten they were able to gerrymander. Um, they they lost in twenty twelve. They lost the uh, they lost the House like the popular vote in the House by a million votes, but still overwhelmingly held on to the House. Because of gerrymandering, because people, because oh, because voters, go ahead. And then po- politicians, pol- it happens here. To be fair, it happens here. Politicians get to pick their voters, basically, you know, instead of the other way around. And I'll tell you what, the, but the Republicans are going to get control of the House and the Senate, hundred percent. And you know what they're going to go after? They do it every time they get control. We're going to start going after Social Security. You're threatening to go after Social Security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want. Yeah, they want to privatize. They want to privatize it. They've been saying that for a while. Hey, thanks for the call. I got to take this break. I appreciate it. Thank you. Five zero. Thanks for the calls. Keep them coming. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I'm going to take this break. I'll be right back. Twenty W B. Getting left today. Uh, Chris is out. He'll be back Monday. He's at the Gulag for reeducation. I'm going to get him. I'm keeping him there until he says undocumented immigrants. Keeps on coming out saying illegal aliens. I'm like, nope, it's not what you say. Got to go back. No, I'm just kidding. Chris will be back. He'll be back on. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about when he gets back uh, too. I know there's a lot he wants to cover, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, I'll be also taking your calls at 508-996-0500. You know, we started off not unexpe- unexpectedly. Uh, frankly, started off uh, on taking the conversation nationally. Uh, I had a caller call about, you know, some energy concerns. You know, are we, you know, are we really being uh, environmentally conscious by having solar panels made by um, countries or made by China in particular uh, when their production, uh, you know, causes a lot of CO2 emissions. China's still obviously the biggest offender, actually, you know, to our, to our, um, to the uh, carbon emissions, right? We all know that, but, uh, you know, that just kind of led into conversations about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop. I got to tell you, I just, Hunter Biden's laptop thing doesn't, doesn't interest me at all. <laughs> I mean, from purely like, uh, like from a purely like, like spectacle as a, as a spectacle, yeah, of course. It's, I mean, some of the stuff on there. I've never seen somebody record themselves so much in my life. Just doing everything, right? You, you figure when people are engaging in that love, those levels of depravity, uh, they they would probably 
not, especially when they're the son of the, you know, of a, a man who's been in public life for 50 years, right? I mean, Joe Biden's been a U.S. senator. He was a very prominent one, you know, chair of the judiciary, chair of the um, uh, Foreign Relations Committee, right? Very prominent senator and then was ran for president twice and was the vice president of the United States for eight years. So you figure someone with that much that's basically been in public life. And before that, he was a he was a, a city councilor, county councilor. So Hunter Biden's been in public life forever. And you'd figure someone that's been in public life that long wouldn't record themselves engaging in such depravity. Um, but then you'd be mistaken. And that's from that, I guess, it's it's interesting, even though it's, you know, it's not great. But as far as like the whole oh, Solyndra, whatever, I don't know. I'm not Solyndra. Solyndra is another stupid thing. Um, Burisma and oh, the Ukraine board. I don't care, man. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And you only care because you don't like his dad. You don't really care that much. Like I said, you didn't care when by, uh, when Trump's kids were making money. That, that happens everywhere. That happens every every son of someone powerful and influential. Every son of some senator or president or vice president cashes in on some awful thing. Uh, and it's just kind of the way of life. I don't think it's particularly, you know, I think it's particularly bad for Hunter Biden as it is for anybody else. It's just that, you know, he did some really nasty stuff on camera. I think that's the only thing that makes it a little bit more. I don't know. It gives it some, let's call it flair. Right. Uh, anyway, 508-996-0500. Hey, good evening. Thanks for holding. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you see the press release that came out about parallel products in the mayor's office? I didn't uh, yet, and I, I'm on the press list, so I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. What? Uh, so, from what it looks like, it looks like the mayor is going to be the trash king in the city into the trash city of Massachusetts. They saw, you know how they were fighting it and they had law, lawyers fighting it? Yeah. According to that press, according to that press release, it looks like um, all these people agreed to it. The city's going to get money from them. And, and it's going to be 75 jobs. But basically, you just turn this into the trash, the, the trash center of the entire state of Massachusetts. So I guess... Uh, environmental justice means nothing, right? Because we're the sixth most overburdened city in the state of Massachusetts. We have brown sites and, and all, uh, you know, whether it's health concerns or um, impact to environmental really? neighborhoods. Really? That's interesting. Right? Oh, where, yeah. where did you get that information? I'm interested in that. Do you Which know? On the 6%? Yeah. The, we're the sixth. Yeah, that's from um, Conservation Law Group. Conser okay, conservation law group. In Massachusetts. Right, I'm yeah, familiar with conservation law. law group. Yeah. Yep. Look it up. They did a whole study of environmental um, justice impact. Okay. And New Bedford's number six in the entire state. I believe so, it. You know, translation: We got screwed again. It looks like, and the city's on board with it. And so, so yeah, look it, that up. Yeah, and so parallel. Pro so par they're moving forward with the um, with parallel products, and it, it, and it essentially, you know. I'm trying to, because this hasn't been in the news for a while. Parallel Products, for people who don't know, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Parallel Products is a waste management company. They've been in the business park for a while. They've wanted to expand and do 
um, both like regular trash, uh, you know, basically regular trash disposal and um, like recycling, right? Like uh, the, the more cleaner stuff. And there's been some pushback on that because, you know, the, the, where it's located is around people's homes, really, right? In Ward 1, uh, up in the like Ward 1 Sasequin area. And the mayor's been fighting it. The city council fought it after they approved some t- <laughs> after they approved tiffs on it, um, and and now it looks like it was always a foregone conclusion. So now what you're saying is the mayor's office is trying to make it a more collaborative effort. Is that- well, it wasn't always a foregone conclusion because there is uh, environmental justice law in the book in Massachusetts, and if any time it applied, it definitely applies now, because we're the sixth most uh, overburdened um, city in the state. And the thing with the TIFs, everyone likes to make a joke, oh, they're fighting it now, but they were due, I 100% believe they were due, because when they were at um, the pot on Charmin Ave, they were a completely recycling organization, glass, you know, cans and stuff like that. And they wouldn't be up and arm from neighborhood if it was that. But you're going to bring municipal trash that's going to smell and also construction debris, which you look up just recently, Rochester, those plants catch fire all the time, mm-hmm. especially in the summer. That material gets heat. It's going to be an environmental nightmare, and we signed on for it. What a disaster. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It says what, they're, what they're, the headline is they drop biosolids. But they're having, but they're still doing uh, waste yeah, well, processing. But you know why they drop biosolids? It's not some big concession. There's no market for it now because it's all PFAS in the fertilizer. You can't sell it. No one wants it. Right. That's why they dropped it. It wasn't a big win. Oh, we beat them down. No, there's no market for it. That's why they're not doing it. Right. Well, believe me, if there becomes a market for it, you better believe they're going to file a, uh, um, you know, uh, refile to oh well we got the space we want to start doing that too because once you're in forget it yeah well, thanks for the call that's that's an, that's an interesting bit of information i didn't get before and it's probably because that press release came out an hour ago uh it came out an hour ago um all right hey i gotta take this break uh 508-996-0500 1420 WB. I'm Marcus. Chris is out for the night, but he'll be back on Monday. And this is why South. This is why we made South Coast tonight because there was a press release that was dropped an hour ago, uh, six o'clock on a Friday, about Parallel Products. Uh, the city may, uh, reaching an agreement with Parallel Products. I'm going to read it. I'm going to take this break now. I want to read that press release. And we can talk about it. This is why we created South Coast tonight. We can live react to things that happen in in real time. And we just got this press release at six on a Friday, right? And actually, I didn't get it. It's a caller let me know, and I thank that caller very much. Um, and we'll talk about it um, on the other end of this break. Thank you. Hey, everybody! It's the sorry. Um, I didn't see the story. I was uh, really busy this afternoon, so I didn't look at the story. We had the story on that. Still a late Friday news dump, but. Um, yeah, so there is an agreement with parallel products. It was, it's been fought for years. Uh, and essentially, again, if you don't know the story, it's that, uh, it's that basically parallel products is a big, uh, it's a, it's a really big company, multimillion dollar company. They have a site in uh, the, the 
industrial park. They've been um, expanded. They they've been looking to expand for a while now. They've been investing a lot of money into it. So it seemed like it was something that was probably going to happen, but it's something the residents didn't want. So the city councilors, you know, it was a big bat. It was it's a it's over in Ward One. So I know Councilor Markey was fighting this. Uh, I know the other. I know the other uh, city councilors and ward councilors were at uh, large councilors and ward councilors were fighting it as well. Um, the mayor had been on record fighting it uh, too. The mayor had opposed it vehemently, and uh, it looks like they're coming to an agreement. It looks like you know it's basically saying that they dropped biosolids. They dropped biosolids, um, but they're uh, moving forward with basically everything else. Uh, and they're you know. It is an economic development project for the city. I have said that before. Uh, it is, you know, an economic development project. Seventy-five jobs is isn't nothing. It's not. It's not a lot. It isn't nothing. But there are, of course, environmental concerns, right? There are, of course, environmental concerns. New Bedford has always had some environmental concerns. You know, we just talked about the seventy-five million dollars, right? That um that the EPA is giving. Uh, the EPA is awarding us to to clean out the harbor in Fairhaven and New Bedford. You know, we had that whole thing uh, to clean up all that mess um, in the uh, in the harbor, which was like basically a 30 year project. So New Bedford's always kind of been a place where people are, um, you know, New Bedford, the greater New Bedford area has always been kind of a place that's been, I think, definitely hit hard by uh, we'll call them environmental transgressions. So um, we'll be definitely be talking about that. On the other end of the hour.